Reflecting on my conversation with Brenda from God is Grace. She was on the channel yesterday, gracious enough to be on the channel. By the way, I'm going to be chopping those up in a smaller bite-sized clip. I think it's we set a record for the longest conversation I've ever had with somebody on my channel. The only conversation I remember longer than that was my conversation on Zuby's channel. But we have Brenda on from God is Gray. Brenda has more or less became uh, kind of like the YouTube face of progressive Christianity. And I, ho- I learned a whole lot, to be honest with you guys. I learned that progressive Christianity is a pretty wide spectrum of beliefs, and it's not singular to any statement, right? Usually there's tribes, and we kind of know what these tribes believe, and that kind of stuff. And so I learned that it's a pretty wide spectrum, that there's not no uniform set of beliefs. I thought that was interesting. Um, and It was a good conversation. I thought it was a good conversation. By and large, the feedback from all of you guys has been extremely positive. You guys like seeing these conversations. I've been having these conversations, by the way. I I don't just have uh, people I agree with on the channel, obviously. I don't have just Christians on the channel, right? Now, Brenda would identify herself as a Christian, but one of my most popular videos is a video with me interviewing my really good friend, Rufat, who's an ex-Christian rapper turned atheist comedian. And so... I think it's interesting. I think it's really interesting how afraid sometimes we are to have these conversations. And I don't understand that. Like, I really don't understand that. Meaning that I walk away from conversations with people I disagree with refined in my own view, right? Encouraged that what I'm believing is, you know, truthful. And maybe because I... I, avoided some of these phases of deconstruction, maybe because I don't take radical extreme stances on secondary or, or issues or conviction issues, that I'm just not threatened by having these conversations. But but I noticed that some people are, and some people get really triggered in the chat. And shout out to all the moderators, man. Moderators did a fantastic job. You guys were extremely helpful. And you guys are extremely helpful in just regular you know, chats and live streams. So shout out to you guys. But I think it it's just interesting that we in Christianity have this thing where we are afraid to converse and engage with people we disagree with or people we think are in error or people we think are off, right? Now, again, there was a handful of things that me and Brenda agreed on um, in, in terms of her views on, you know, this Innocence Project and how purity culture can be unhelpful at times in terms of shaming a lot of women. There's quite a few things we agreed on. Uh, and there were some definitely some things we disagreed on. Um, her view of scripture as final authority, how she would approach the scriptures, how she viewed sin, uh, how she viewed specific sins that I just think are not helpful, like cohabitating and sex before marriage, uh, LGBTQ, so on and so forth. So I thought we had a, a, a very edifying conversation. Hopefully she was encouraged. Hopefully, uh, uh, you know, this was cool for her. And hopefully you guys actually went out of your way and encouraged her. Um, because I do believe that if someone's on a genuine pursuit of truth, they may not believe all the things, the same things I believe, but I feel like the truth is fairly plain to those of us that are looking at the scriptures and those of us that are genuinely after truth and not after a tribe. And it's not like this isn't necessarily just about Brenda, but it's just about folks in general. I've had a handful of you guys slide into my DMs uh, kind of pressing me on uh, the literal Sabbath, right? And, and, And my position on the literal Sabbath and going back and forth. And I just, I'll send passages back and explaining, you know, Romans 14, these different things. And, and, and sometimes people are more invested in their team and in their 
preconceived ideology based on their tradition or denomination. And other times people are genuinely after the truth. So I want to say, uh, I feel like when people are genuinely after the truth, even if somebody's an atheist or an agnostic and they pray a simple prayer, like God, if you're real, reveal yourself to me, right? Like, and that's how I, that's how I came to faith. Like I was like, Lord Jesus, if you're real, Jesus, if you're God, reveal it to me. And sure enough, he did. And I feel like when people are genuinely after truth, they will arrive at truth. My question, though, is how do we respond to people, right? How do we engage with people? Um, how do we love people? Where? How do we correct people, right? How do we correct people? I think these things are the issues that so many folks and so many Christian folks are quick to just be like, ah, heretic, right? Straight for the jugular. And... Sometimes that's appropriate. Sometimes that is appropriate. I'm going to show you guys a passage of scripture. Make sure you watch till the end. I'm going to show you guys a passage of scripture that, like, if I'm completely honest, uh, this passage of scripture is is confusing and is challenging. And I'm and I'm seeking God on how to properly interpret it because I am an advocate for truth. I do believe in absolute truth. Um, I don't believe that God is gray on everything, right? Uh, the way Brenda probably does or, or, or kind of alluded to, right? And, and not to say that she doesn't believe in sin. She made her position clear. And again, you guys can go watch it. They're getting chopped up into bite-sized pieces. So hopefully that this is encouraging. Hopefully the, these conversations are encouraging to you guys. Hopefully you guys are edified by these conversations. And hopefully you guys are affirmed in the things that you believe about God and not threatened. I'm not threatened by this. And maybe because I didn't start with a radical fundamentalist faith, maybe because I came in through the side door, or the back door of apologetics early on in my journey, maybe because I don't know. Like, I really don't know why we are so threatened by these things. Now, uh, what I'm not saying is like, yo, promote everybody and present, you know, Muslims and these people and, you know, as equal and as as truthful. But I think to sit and hear somebody out, because what it's going to do is it's going to bring people that may not know the difference between what I believe and what she believes. Uh, and people on the other end of the spectrum. And by the way, Brenda was gracious enough to have this conversation. You know who wasn't gracious enough to have this conversation with me? Uh, Missionary Spencer Smith, who I made a response video to, spoke on the phone, invited him on the channel. He didn't want to come on the channel. That's interesting, right? That's really interesting that people who are more progressive or, or, or would hold more off views of their theology or at least willing to have conversations and people who are more fundamentalist aren't willing to have conversations. That's interesting to me. So um, I'm processing this. But above all else, guys, I want our community. I want our live streams. I want our comment section to be full of kindness, graciousness, patience, love. I, I do think that that is a biblical uh expectation of you guys, right? Let nothing unwholesome come out of your mouth, but that which is edifying and encouraging, right? Let nothing unwholesome come out of your mouth. Ephesians 4, 28, right? We like to talk about that as like a, 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 a you know, hey, stop cussing. It says, let nothing unwholesome come out of your mouth, right? It, it also says to, to, we will give an account for every idle word, we say. Choose your words carefully. Choose your words carefully. Choose your comments carefully. Choose your live chats carefully, right? Uh, so that, that, that is my heart for this community that we're building here is that we 
should be kind. We should be gracious, even to people we disagree with. So when I bring on one of my closest friends on this community, uh, on this um, on this uh, channel, who's an atheist, um, I do not expect you guys to dismiss him and, you know, uh, like belittle him. I expect you guys to, to, to treat him with respect. He reads the comments, right? And again, like that was a while ago, but Rufat will be on the channel. And so hopefully um, hopefully that is, is fairly clear. And hopefully that's just something we could agree on and isn't even a disputable matter. Like you are not the theology police over YouTube section, right? I don't, I don't care if you think you're the, stick, the stickler for theology. That's not what we're supposed to be doing. Okay. Now, let me give you guys a challenging passage to wrap this all in a bun, right? Let me give you guys a challenging passage that, again, I still uh, am processing, right? I'm still processing. Now, again, we do verses here. We, do, we don't do single verses here. We do passages. And, and I like passages over verses. And I like, you know, chapters over passages. And I like <laughs> books over chapters. And, and, and I like covenants over, right, just, just books, right? So let's get into this passage. I'm going to pull it back. I read this from the Luke version of this, and um, this is a very interesting and challenging passage, and I think it's in context. So let me pull this up for you guys. So this is Mark chapter 9. The conversation is really interesting from where it starts from and where it goes. I don't think it's on accident, right? I don't think it's on accident. So let's let's get into it. Let's get into it. Um, Mark chapter 9. This is, this is one of the most hilarious conversations uh, to me in, in Scripture, right? It says, and they came to Capernaum, 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 I'm terrible with pronouncing words, by the way. And when he was in the house, he asked them, what, are you dis- what were you discussing on the way? What were you discussing on the way, right? But they, who's they? The disciples. But they kept silent. For on the way, they had argued with one another about who was the greatest, so here you got these disciples, you got these, you got these followers of Jesus, and they're arguing about who is the greatest. Hilarious. Hilarious to me, right? They're with the Son of God. They're with God in the flesh, and they're arguing with who is the greatest. And he sat them down and called the 12. He's just calling a meeting. Jesus is like, yo, we're going to have a meeting, all right? And he sat there down and he called the 12 and he said to them, if anyone will be first, he must be last of all and servant of all. Woo! Okay. And he took a child and he put him in the midst of them. And taking his arms, he said to them, whoever receives one child in my name receives me. And whoever receives me receives not me, but him who sent me. Woo! Okay. So they're arguing about who's the greatest. And he says, the first thing is, if anyone will be great, he must be last of all and servant of all. Okay? So, wow. Okay? That's huge. If you want to be great, if you want to aspire for leadership, if you want to be exceptional, if you want to be uh, known by, by your ability to lead, to teach, to preach, whatever it is, you, you, you should be servant of all. Right? He must be last of all and servant of all. Okay, that's a that's a word for a lot of us. (laughs) That's a word for a lot of us. It's a word for a lot of you guys. You know, a lot of you guys here um, be last of all and servant of all. 
right? And then he says, and he takes a child and he demonstrates child, and he says, whoever receives one child in my name receives me, and whoever receives me receives not him, but him who sent me, right? And then he parallels us to, chi- to children. Jesus talks a lot about childlike faith and be his children, and I think there's a there's a degree of humility there. There's a degree of simplicity there of the faith. There's a lot there. There's a lot there, and I don't, I don't have time to share all my thoughts, right? But then it transitions into this passage, which is a very challenging passage, right? And in verse 38, it says, John said to him, teacher, we saw someone casting out demons in your name. And we tried to, and we tried to stop him because he was not following us. But Jesus said, do not stop him. For no one who does a mighty work in my name will be soon afterward to speak evil of me. For the one who is not against us is for us. For truly I say to you, whoever gives a cup of water to drink because you belong to Christ will by no means lose his reward. Hmm. They're arguing about who's the greatest among them. The disciples are. They're walking with God in the flesh. They're arguing about who's the greatest among them. Jesus doesn't, doesn't rebuke them. Jesus doesn't rebuke them for arguing among, about who's the greatest. He doesn't rebuke their ambition. It's very interesting. It's very interesting, right? He doesn't rebuke their ambition to hold authority, to be great. He redirects it. He redirects it, okay? He could have rebuked them, but he redirects it. And he says, you know what? You must be servant of all, and, the, and you must be the last. You must be the least. You must be servant of all. He, so you want to you be phenomenal. You want to be exceptional. You want to be great at something. Hey, redirect that energy to service. Redirect that energy to helping people. Redirect that energy to being valuable and being useful and serving people and humbling yourself. Humility is not thinking less of yourself. It's thinking about yourself less. I'll say it again. Humility is not thinking less of yourself. Oh, I'm a terrible person. Oh, I'm jacked up. Oh, I'm just a scumbag. Scumbag. No, no, no. It's 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 a understanding your identity in Christ. It's understanding who you are in Jesus, but it's but it's submitting and saying, I'm just not gonna make myself the focal point, right? I'm not gonna do that. It's not it's not about me. It's not ultimately about, that's why I, that's why we're doing a series of of stop quoting that verse with Pastor Trey Van Camp and Jason Blake and Pastor Troy, right? Because it's it's not about Ruslan. I'm not trying to build a cult of personality. Okay? I, I'm going to use my platform to repeatedly use other people and show and highlight other creators. I will consistently do that. I feel that is my moral obligation. I am not trying to be Christian Gary V 2.0. Okay? It's not about me, and it's not about you, right? It's about God. It's about Jesus. It's about serving Jesus. So humility is not thinking less of yourself. It's about thinking of yourself less, right? Don't think about yourself so much, okay? But then it goes into this whole situation of there's these guys, and they're casting out demons in Jesus' name, but they're not, they're not, a, they're not a follower of Jesus. What is going on? This doesn't make any sense, right? This doesn't make any sense. They're not followers of Jesus, meaning that they're doing miracles in his name, but they're they're not followers of him. And the disciples are like, let's, let's read this again. Let's read this again. John said to him, teacher, we saw someone casting out demons in your name and we tried to stop him because he was, he was not following us. But Jesus said, do not stop him. For no one who does a mighty work in my name will be able soon afterward to speak evil of me. 
For the one who is not against us is for us. But truly I say to you, whoever gives you a cup of water to drink because you belong to, to Christ will by no means lose his reward. I don't, I don't know how to reconcile that in, in, in terms of my, my perfect theology, in, in terms of me aspiring to, 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 to understand the truth of God. I don't, I, I, that's the tough one, right? And it reminds me of what, of what Paul is writing about in Philippians where, well, Paul says, yes, there are some people, there are some people that preach the gospel from ill intent, from false motives, from selfish ambitions. Yeah, there are some, but nevertheless, I rejoice that the gospel is preached, right? Nevertheless, I rejoice that the gospel is preached. Woo, this is confusing. So, so I, guys, I, I see, I see Chance the Rapper repeatedly drop the ball in terms of the way I feel he's representing Jesus in culture. And I will repeatedly make videos about booty applaud or the best weed or whatever. I will repeat it or the way he treated his manager. I will repeatedly make videos and correct him. Why? Because I know this fool probably sees some of my videos. It's likely, right? He saw my tweets. I will repeatedly do that. But nevertheless... I'm going to rejoice that Chance is talking about Jesus, even though I think he's an error in certain areas. I'm going to rejoice that Kanye is talking about Jesus, even though I think he's an error in certain areas. Right? That, 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 that at least he cannot then turn around and say anything negative. Now I'm going to dig a little deeper. Okay? Put on, <laughs> let's put on our religious, let's put on our religious seatbelt. I'm going to rejoice that Brenda is talking about Jesus even though I think she's an error and even though it seems like it's a different Jesus of the Bible, but at least she's talking about Jesus in a positive way, right? I don't know how to reconcile that, right? And I'm not going to discard her and I'm not going to dismiss her and I'm not going to speak evil of her. Because we disagree on some very important issues. I'm going to pray for her. I'm going to love her. I'm going to press into that, that, that relationship, that conversation, right? And, and, and because wisdom is proven right by her children. I don't need to convince you that I'm, I'm right or not. I'm, look at my life, my, my, my goodness, my marriage, gosh, my family, my son, I'm right. I don't, my, my consentment. Okay. I, I, I'm in an amazing place, not because of what I've done, but because of what Jesus has done and because that, that, that he's allowed me to, 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 to be sanctified and live life his way. That's not a flex in my works. That's a flex in the goodness of God. So let God be God. Amen. Amen. Right? So I know that's hard. I know that's hard. I know that's confusing. And again, we see this as, as well in, in Corinthians with, with Apollos. And here you got Apollos who's outside of the apostles. And Paul says, ah, well, at least... I didn't uh, baptize any of you or Aaliyah baptized a few of you. <laughs> it's not about being baptized in Apollo's name or being baptized in, Paul, in Paul's name, right? He says it's about, it's about Jesus. That's the name that matters, right? That's the name that matters. And so um, if you're offended by that, if you're offended that there will be people on here who I disagree with and we're going to have women pastors on here, we're going to have hyper charismatic people on here we're gonna have some prosperity preachers on here and we're gonna let them explain what their views are right we're gonna let them explain what their views are and we'll see how that goes we'll see how that goes and that shouldn't threaten you that shouldn't threaten you that shouldn't threaten me 
if we're at, if we're seekers of truth. Now, if your heart is deceptive, if your heart is deceived and you're looking for a way out to justify your immorality, that's not you finding Brenda and finding an, an, a, a theology that I would say is conforming to your ideology. You've already made up your mind. I, I want to I reconcile this sin and I found a Christian leader who tells me it's okay, so I'm going to do that. Right, but that's not on that's not on me for having the 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 conversation for building a bridge. So I don't know. I don't know how to reconcile this. And by the way, I'm open. I would love to have some some pastors on this passage to to help me understand this. Maybe I'm in error about this understanding, but it, I mean it seems, you know, those who aren't against us are for us. Paul, Philippians, scripture has to interpret scripture. I'm not pulling one verse and twisting it here, guys. I'm pulling a passage and then I'm pointing to other passages that seem to kind of affirm the same thing. Now, again, I don't, I don't know what, it, I don't know how this plays out. I don't know. I'm not speaking on this like I know. I'm just saying, hey, this is an interesting passage. This is an interesting passage, right? And so, uh, if I have Brenda on, and or I have Paul and Morgan on, or I have Marcus Rogers on, I still love them like brothers and sisters in Christ, even though I think they're an error in in in, in some some in grave error. Right? Some in some serious error. Serious error. Right? But but I'm not the judge of people's salvation. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. So I know that's challenging. It's honestly challenging for me to externally process this passage with you guys. But it, I was just kind of sitting on this, meditating on this, and, and trying to um trying to process this, you know, because I uh I I don't I don't know. I don't know. And I would love to bring on some pastors and maybe unpack this passage together and what it may or may not mean and where do we draw the lines and all that kind of stuff, the, the wolf in sheep's clothing, all that kind of stuff, right? Uh, just to be clear, when, when there's talking about false teachers, false prophets, heretics, the issue I have with fundamentalists is that just like Bob Jones dismissed Billy Graham because Billy Graham would invite people from the modernist church, the progressives, the liberal, the folks with the wonky theology. He would invite them to his crusades. Bob Jones went harder at Billy Graham. You guys can see this in my video. He went harder at Billy Graham and he called Billy Graham a heretic and the greatest threat to Christianity. Not the people he was inviting to the tent services, but Bob Jones, the fundamentalist segregationist, went harder at Billy Graham for just being affiliated with people that had theology that was an error, right? I think, I think we do the same thing and I think we flow, we, 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 we then discard people for their affiliation, right? We then discard people for their affiliation. I think that's unfortunate. I think that's a bummer, right? I think that's a bummer. So in my understanding, when, when it's talking about false teachers and false prophets and all that kind of stuff, hey, there's a lot of false teachers and a lot of false prophets. There's a lot of, you, you want me to name some? Uh, Muhammad, uh, I don't know, a Joseph Smith, uh, I don't know, the folks who uh, wrote the reasoning for scriptures, uh, right? I mean, I keep going. Like, there's definitely false prophets, right? But when we start taking people we disagree with on methodology, which the disagreement with Bob Jones and Billy Graham was on methodology, not on theology, right? And we discard him as a false prophet or, or I'm going to dig a little bit. I'm going to dig a little bit, okay? Uh, Jeff Durbin dismissing Eric Mason, in the woke church because there's a disagreement on how we are to engage social issues or Jeff Durbin uh, kind of going hard at Andy Stanley over how they do presuppositional versus classical apologetics and then kind of lo- looking goofy, in my opinion, on their debate or whatever you'd have it called, right? Um, that is not a good look to me. Like, that is not a good look to me, okay? And so 
I definitely think there's false prophets. I just think it's very, to me, it's very obvious who they are. Guy who started Scientology, right? Guy who started Scientology. Um, and, 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 and all these guys mentioned Jesus mentioning Jesus. Isn't the <laughs> right. Isn't it, is it, isn't that, uh, and, and, and again, is there, where's that line of what is a different Jesus, right? And where's that line of somebody's in error for a season and they're going to come back. And if you paid attention to my conversation with Brenda, I asked, her, I said, do you think you could come back to a more uh, biblical sex ethic? Right. Right. And so, um, do false prophets preach Jesus? Sure. Sure. Do, does everybody that preaches Jesus that you disagree with on a secondary issue, and I don't disagree with Brenda on secondary issues, by the way. I disagree with her with, on some fundamental issues. Um, but is everybody a false prophet, and should we be so flippant with that term? I don't think that's helpful. I don't think that's helpful. I don't think that's beneficial. Um, and so, uh, uh, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm processing this with you guys. I'm pressing this. So when do when do I openly rebuke someone when I think they're clearly in in error and I will correct their thinking and their views, right? Uh, while at the same time, I, I I have and I've talked about it before. I've rebuked multiple people in my personal life who have been flippant about sin, whether it's them sleeping around with with women and taking morning after pills. Rebuke rebuked multiple people like that. Lost friendships close friendships, whether it's people up and divorcing their wives without grounds, right? Uh, yeah, re- rebuke those people, lost friendships. Mul- this has happened multiple times to me. So d- don't get it twisted as if I'm not standing on the grounds of orthodoxy. Oh, I am. And it's costed me a lot. Yeah, it has a lot, right? I've, I've pressed into very close friends of mine who are Christians on the issue of, um, Bethel and certain people being affiliated with Bethel and trying to get clarity on that. So I think it's an interesting conversation. Nonetheless, uh, I just think some folks in the fundamentalist camp want to dismiss everybody. Um, and I don't think that's right. And I'm seeking on who do we, uh, who, where do we draw the line? I'm, tr- I'm, tr- I'm trying to figure that out for myself, right? I'm trying, I'm trying to figure that out for myself. So this is not a, uh, I have all the answers video. This is a, I'm trying to figure it out. And this passage is challenging to me and I don't know. I don't know, and I'm going to press into it more. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to press into it more because uh, I've had people of all sorts of walks, and I think it's easier when you can categorize somebody as a non-Christian versus a Christian that's an error, right? Like I think I think folks that I've had are an error on social views, but maybe solid doctrinally, and then there's folks that are, I think have some wonky doctrinal views about God told me and everything being a prophecy, and they're right. That's error to me. And then there's folks that are like completely... I would say are coloring outside of the lines, right? Um, that, that, that can get confusing. So anyway, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm sharing this with you as I'm processing this. And then I'm going to pause and do some, um, do some, do some additional discussion on this. So let me know what you guys think. Kingstream entertainment. Bruce lawn. And came down and bore it all. Yeah. Conversations front of the fireplace. All of my mistakes out of wire race. Wanna operate at a higher pace Birth pains causing the body to dilate On a first name basis with the worst pain facing Moments in isolation See, I was hoping I would do this to get more family time A busy mind and worried heart is just not where I reside I subscribed that all that traveling wasn't doing